Can you name the only player to win the Champions League with three different teams? And for a bonus point, can you name the teams he won it with? Welcome to the Bowling All Podcast, episode 42. You have myself, MK. Flows. BNF, Bedno Filter. Yeah, straight to it. Answers? Can I get a clue? Not yet. Hey, wait, 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 hold on. What gender? <laughs> Going back to that, yeah. Shout out to my man, Cash. Um, He's personally... a unicorn, man. <laughs> Off the top of my head, I could be wrong. I was thinking Sadov. You gonna have a guess? No, bro, I'm blanking completely. I think of no one with more than two. Alright. I give you that. First time guess, you got that straight. Can Is you, it? Can you name your teams? Um, AC Milan. Yeah. Yep. How many times did you win it with them? I don't know. I just know twice. Twice with AC. I know that's one person I heard. He's been to this many teams and he's got Champions League. I heard that. Oh, ages yep. ago. Other teams? Um, did he do it with um, Juventus? I don't know. Nope. I don't know. I don't know. Real Madrid and Ajax. Ah, Ajax. That's the first. That's the first. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Fair play. Fair play. My knowledge is back. Bro, let's see for how. I'm surprised you didn't get that because Sadov is the bait. That's the bait. No, now you say I remember how many teams, bare teams in it. Yeah, and it's like he's the only one that's won it with all the teams. He's actually played. So how many teams he played? Quite a lot, and he's played in Italy, Holland, Spain, and Brazil, and England. Yes, yes, yes. Taking the integrity of this show down, man. Doing the WFA in it. Oh man! Eventful weekend. Well, not event. Well, depending what side of fans you were, bro, it was still an event, even if you were on that losing side, bro, because you saw your team get smashed. (laughs) (laughs) Smash! What's that? It's like the biggest. It's like the biggest result since like nineteen fifty-three. Was it nineteen fifty-three? It was nineteen oh three, bro. When they they named the team, it's like Rochdale versus Doncaster. Yeah, something like that, bro. I just like. Bruv, I felt bad for them, man. I was like, this is what, this is like their second, their second, only their second ever FA Cup final, Watford. That's the thing, you wait 36 years to get banged 6 nil. Bruv, I'm just like, City could have just allowed it after 3 nil. <laughs> Let them man get one goal, give the fans something to celebrate. You know what, man, that's, that's one thing. Like, you can question City a few times a season when they've battered teams. Do they ever have to hold back? Or do they just keep going rampant like that? I don't think you ever need to. I don't think you ever should hold back. You're like, why, why would you? Why would you? I mean, a 4 0. I mean, yeah, once you go 3 4 0 up, like 1 0, obviously the other team get a lucky goal. 2 0, as soon as the team scores a goal, they might try to come back. 3 0 is kind of safe. 4 0, definitely safe. But, I mean, after 4 0, you might as well just bring a couple kids on, innit? Are you, are you forgetting what team this is? No, no, no. no, 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 no I'm saying so you don't have to, and I don't think I'm you not should. Saying, but I'm you not can, saying that. I'm, can. It's a rhetorical question. I'm just saying. <laughs> Are you forgetting what team this is? This is Man City. This is a team without any real history. So now they're trying to break, especially with Pep, he's trying to break as many records as he can. So with this, somebody, oh, it's too much. No, you're trying to do something that's not been done. And like you said, from this long, now they can say, look, we are the team that haven't, you know, now we're showing our, we're not stamping English football. But that's the thing. I don't think they are. I don't think, they, I don't think Pep's going, and Pep's going out to win trophies. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's breaking records on the way, that's cool. But I don't think he's going out telling them, man, yo, I want six goals. No, he's but I'm like, saying, you know what, I actually, No, but that's the thing. His style of play allows you to score so early and so yeah, quickly. Yeah, it does. It and does. so yeah, yeah. freely, you know especially in this case, that if but you can get more, you'll be happy to keep going. I don't going. think in the back of his mind is like, yo, yeah, we need to create some. I think he wants to create history of trophies, but I don't think he cares. No, you know, I, 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 I kind of disagree with that because I think, so like, say at 2 0, they were kind of coasting. Then when they brought on, what, um, Kevin De Bruyne, mm-hmm. his man of match for what, just playing in the second half? And he basically yeah, but that, that, everything that, We could talk about that. That was a bit of a nonsense, but go on. So I don't but, think that was a bit of a nonsense. No, no, but then obviously, clearly. Showing obviously what Pep done after the game shows that these players can't even let up for five minutes. <laughs> no, they but, can't. But no, no. But the thing is, all right, no, no. You for see, next you, season, you, you better you get the shit. No, right. but that's what I'm saying. I don't think he was. Uh, he wasn't annoyed about that game. He can't be annoyed about that game six nil. But he wants to make sure that whatever it was he was talking to Sterling about, he was like, "You did that in this game, which is fine because we're already winning six nil. Make sure you don't do that in a game where it's nil nil or one nil or two nil." He's trying to teach him. He's teaching him for the future. Yeah, he's like, make sure. He's the one. He's the one that sees things 
as in when it comes to players, he likes you to play to your best of your potential. If you're mm. not, and he doesn't see you putting in the effort, he puts you on the side. It's like same with, with Sani. But um, look at Redmond. Yeah, when I was going to say, like, remember what he did to Redmond, bro? He, he's playing against them. All that they beat him, he's like, you're better than this. You should yeah, be yeah, doing yeah. this, doing exactly. that. You've got the ability. Why are you doing this? And obviously, Redmond's obviously saying, oh, the manager that told me to play on that, fair enough. But yeah. I don't get why people was vexed at Pep for doing that. Like, I thought that was one of the nicer things. Like, to go to an opposition player and be like, I look, I've be- seen you. And like, for Pep Guardiola to be coming to you and being like, yo, I think you can do more than this. Like, no, nah, like the way the media was trying to spin it was can like, it was like disrespectful and stuff. Can you please do that like, next time he? Faces the money night, bro. Why, bro? You ain't got enough time to tell them, bro. How long does he want? Like days. He ain't got enough time. But I mean, but no, it just shows as well. It just shows Pep. His mind is always on the future. Like I said, he saw Sterling do something. Didn't like what Sterling did. He was like, "Yo, you could have done this. You could have done that." And he just wants every player to play to their you potential. What? That's what it is. He the one, the, the one thing I actually took from that video though was the fact that you actually saw Sterling looking at someone like basically. That's your teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listening to him and actually challenging him back. And I think the challenging him back part was actually the biggest part of it to show that um, Guardiola actually respects the fact that yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants people to question him and they come, they have the that relationship where they go back yeah. and forwards. But that's the thing, because even though Sterling was challenging him, he wasn't vexed about it. Hmm. He was just like, all right, you said your piece. This is the way that I see it. So, and it's good. And like I say, yeah, that's the reason why this guy's a serial winner. Like, he ain't resting on no laurels. Like, looking at that treble, like, it's just, like, City have changed football for England. Because back in the day, you could be, you know, you could be a good enough team, get a couple of lucky results on your side, and then you win a title. Now, if you're not as good as City, you're not winning a title because they're not faltering. You can't be a team that's good for 90% of the season and then the other 10%, you're a bit dead. Like, you can't do that anymore. I bet to disagree with the FA Cup. Then winning. The I'm FA talking Cup. about the league, though. I'm talking about the league. I mean, like as in City as a team. Like what you need to do now to win the league. Yeah, you have just... you have to be you have to be 100 pretty yeah. much from from the get go. Yeah, that's you what I'm saying. You didn't used to have to do that. But they, they, I mean, they build their team the way they're supposed to. Mm. Build the team the way they're supposed to. They've got the team to that level, and even then, you look at what how close Liverpool was. You can say, I mean, in terms of. Well, we're going to ask that question of which sort of treble is better, but domestically is good, but Liverpool are that close, you could lose that game. Mm-hmm. Whereas Liverpool still have that all-round team that are still doing, although they haven't won these other cups, I don't know why, maybe they don't care. League Cup and FA Cup, they do win the Champions League. So, it's, it's I don't know, it's a bit of a, it's a, it's a random question I would ask, where would you, where would you put your importance? in the domestics or in both because Liverpool clearly can't have both they just need to get over the line of you know winning something and then they'll be on I think Liverpool fans like probably older Liverpool fans would probably prefer the domestic like they've seen their team win a Champions League you know obviously Liverpool they got that record for most most European Cups for an English team they saw their team win it back in 2005 I think they would rather the league because that's the that's the sticking point that's the thing that everybody always throws at them like you've never had a league so, and like, don't, let's not be silly. Of course, Liverpool fans are going to enjoy winning the Champions League. But if you gave them the choice out of the two, I think they'd probably prefer the league. Right. Whereas City fans would prefer Champions League. So after the FA Cup final, Pep come out and said, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this. He said winning the domestic treble is better than winning the Champions League. It's more harder than winning the Champions League. Do you agree or disagree? So let's look at it like this, right? Domestic treble and the treble treble. The crossover is Premier League and FA Cup. Both teams did that. The third one, one team won the EFL Cup, one team won the Champions League. Which one's a better trophy? (laughs) Which one's a better trophy and which one has better opposition? Like, cool, they're the first ones to do it. But if you take the FA Cup and the Premier League out of it, which both of them won, you're left with EFL Cup versus Champions League. Well, oh, you, you, you're, com- you're comparing Man United to Man United. No, you're saying domestic treble to the, 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 the Champions League. No, it's like. He's so, saying Champions League on its own. Champions League on its own. Oh, Champions League on its own. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I wanted to clarify. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. okay. Oh, no, no. Okay. Right. No, we go, we go with that one first then. Yeah. So, Man United's treble versus City treble. Obviously, the United versus treble is a better yeah. treble. Like, there's no competition. This is comparable to. Liverpool's fake five trophies in one year. 
No one cares, man. What so, do they win? Like, like jelly beans? I don't know. What you you wait for cup. You wait for cup. Community Shield that you're not meant to count. Um, um, the AFL Cup. And FA, FA Cup. Cup. Yeah. And, I don't know, some preseason Super friendly. Cup, like, oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, obviously, nah, the domestic treble, obviously, it's harder because no one's done it yet. Yeah, but clearly, <laughs> fair. If, so, if, if you had a choice, that's probably better. What, the In all the three cups yeah. for the Champions League. Because Champions League, you win it technically maybe once every five years if you can try and do that. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Even under, I don't want to do Fergie, but the best. In terms of the Premier League, Fergie had the best reign. Yeah. He only won the Champions League, what, twice? Twice, yeah. yeah. yeah so, twice in the final four times. But that's what like I mean. Twice. Mm. So, technically, if you could do the domestic treble a lot of the times, yeah, that's much better than getting the Champions League. I think on its own. Yeah. The Premier League, as we kind of touched on last week, Premier League is harder to win. I was going to say, you guys convinced me. Than, than the Champions League. Cash. Yeah, Premier League is much harder than Champions yeah. League. And the case to prove that is Tottenham getting to the final. <laughs> they, we could, Tottenham cannot win the league over 38 games but they can get to the final of the Champions League also as well you can get an easy route to a Champions League final yeah. you can't. You have to play every team in the Premier like League Tottenham. you're not going to miss you're not going to miss out like you know there's been certain with cup competitions like even look at EF, like City's EFL cup run wasn't that difficult it was an easy like you know even a the, cup run even the FA cup run was pretty simple exactly so like but with the Champions League, you have to play everybody. So that's the yeah, of course. Yeah, but also with what you're saying, what Pep said, um, you have to look at the team. Man City have not had that huge history. So in terms of them, having that domestic is huge. Champions League would be a big bonus, which is where they'll probably try and get to. But Yeah, yeah but like... That's like it's still. It doesn't matter which team it is. He's saying that like winning that domestic treble is much better. Like it doesn't matter what the team is. He just means as an accolade, it's better to win that treble. Which it is because it's it solidifies you in your whatever country you're in. Yeah, yeah as yeah. the dominating team. No, so. no matter what, it is a it is a great feat to win. Yeah, you can't all take domestic trophies. Yeah, but just because no one really puts. Respect on that EFL on the Haribo Cup. No one cares about it, so because of that, that's the only thing that kind of brings it down. But mm. it's still an ama- amazing achievement to do yeah. that, especially the fact that they beat Chelsea in the final. Yeah. They beat, they completely battered Watford in the thing, and they they pipped Liverpool. Yeah, pipped Liverpool. So yeah, yeah domestic treble is it's, is a lot harder than yeah. than yeah. winning Champions League. It is. Like I said, you can fluke Champions League. You can. Like, again, you get an easy run and then you win it over the 90 minutes in the final. You can't fluke Premier League. I kind of agree with that. I get what you mean in terms of running, but you can't fluke a final. No, 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 no. But anything can happen over the 90 minutes of a final. Whereas Premier League, like, again, like I say, you could get an easy route to the final, then over 90 minutes, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Man City's leader and captain called quits on his Man City career. Yeah. Vincent Company. So he leaves uh, the Etihad Stadium, well, Etihad, with um, two FA Cup trophies, four Premier Leagues, and four EFLs. So where would you rank him in terms of great captains of the Premier League? Well, when you're talking about great captains, like, throw the names out. Like, so, obviously, there's names that come to mind. All right, so obviously, South is City, is Company, Arsenal, Patrick Vieira, Chelsea, John Terry, Liverpool, Steven Gerrard, Man United, Roy Keane. Oh, right, okay. Roy Keane and Spurs. Spurs aren't in this this conversation. (laughs) But they're not in this conversation yet. Just for a in it. Poor Merson in it. What do you think? success? That's nah, Paul Merson mocked it, bro. Poor success. It. And his face is so sincere as well. No, I don't even think he was having a pop. I think no, it wasn't. genuinely, yeah. that was a genuine question. He was asking, success? what success are we talking That's gonna about? That's going to come to bite him, though. Well, he, be- he best be praying. No, but it was true at the time. It was true at the no, but, time. But he, he, he no, be- the statement is still true. That's the way. He, he at be- that time, it's, it's true regardless. He better be praying to whatever Jeebus he prays, he, <laughs> he prays to that Liverpool win that Champions League. Because if he doesn't, they're going to keep replaying that. I would so the one thing that I like again Great Vince Company the one thing that Man City had that none of these other team captains had was the influx of cash 
to build a no, great team. No, I would disagree with that. First of all, company actually signed before the money. No, 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 The success of the team is down to the right. money that they I would get. say it's a month. And so what is the difference between, between company and Terry? Because Terry was around with money. Oh, shit, yeah. So what is the difference between them? All right, yeah, so him and Terry at the bottom of the barrel then. <laughs> like, <laughs> him and Terry. No, I mean, like, and then I look at, and I know it's not just what you do on the pitch, but. <laughs> he spent a lot of time even, off the pitch, bro. Oh. He spent a lot of time. Okay, off the okay. Pitch. Looking at all of them, your yeah, company: Vieira, Terry, Gerard, Roy Keane. That's a five, yeah. Yeah. Who would you say is the best leader? Personally, I would say it's close between company and probably Gerard. I like as Roy the Keane. Best. Yeah, I like Roy Keane, and he was good. But I see company as you know very positive. Roy Keane would slate you in. Maybe you end up not playing properly. I mean, when he was there and he started slating, he didn't do it properly. That's not a good leader. No, but that was. But then the problem with Roy Keane was the game and the players. The player mentality has moved on for his time, okay, for his early time. But then, that's what was. That was what then, the game was. Hold on, but then we mentioned with company the team he started with and where he's ended up. That's no, no, no. But I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the mentality that Keane had and the way that play. That's how players were in those days. Like that would never work now. When, when, the, when, the, company, when the company now. joined Man City, two thousand eight. That's still early. That's very. early. It's still early, but I'm just saying that like, when Roy Keane, no, no, the, yeah, the, the okay. I, I, I fully get that because that, that's the hard. The Roy Keane style yeah. of football was dying out, and they move into a new generation of football where it is as much as people might hate or like it, it is a softer yeah. type of people. But to be honest, football only reflects society. I, but this the thing. amount of people that don't like criticism put it, nowadays. Put it yeah, this way: it's... you've got you've got Roy Keane. Okay, so who do you think is the best out of the five? Uh, just for for me, I would go. I want to put an argument together. If it, so. No, if, it, if I'm doing top three, right? Yeah. Just because of how much the clubs have needed them since they've gone, and that's the way I'm going to look at it. Mm. Roy Keane has got to be number one because okay. United have never been able to. Fill that hole. Mm-hmm. We still yeah. got a big Irish fucking clover oh, yeah, yeah. miss in that middle that's missing. Then after that, I'm gonna go with company, you know, because just of what he's done. So he's company's two, and then after that, just leave as a top two. Yeah, cool. Who's Sorry, your top two? for me mm-hmm. using your your reasons there. That puts Vieira at number one because United still had success. After Keane left, whereas Arsenal have never replaced that and have never had a, that modicum of success. So, Keane and Vieira. Keane and Vieira, okay. Yeah. So, you're using that but same maybe I'm just the old school, like, maybe just I'm, I'm an old But the, this is where I put the question, because I'm like, if Keane was in the team as United is now, would they have success? But that's hold the problem. Hold on, no, hold on, let me finish the question. The question mm-hmm. with that is, the problem with that um, that situation is, I don't think it would, because like you said, the games are a bit different, the type of players are different. They won't respond the same way. Whereas I think company could do it in a United team back then or Arsenal team back then. You still have that sort of leadership. Whereas Keane, the response would not be, who, who are you telling me to whatever? I'm getting 100k. Like, I'm not a small boy out here, although I'm 21. But, in that, in that, but saying that, what Keane did worked at that time. Yeah. So who's to say that if company was it back in that time, it, he wouldn't have been forceful. Like, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Company's leadership style was just general leadership. Yeah, but who knows if that leadership would have worked back then? No, but it's like, come on, you can, you can talk, it's like a Fergie. Fergie's style would work then. Now, as we saw, it wasn't, it was working for a while, but it was dying out. Which who's is, to say no, if which, still which, there, it would still be working? Which, who's to say if company... No, but which is why, if you're going to use Ferguson as an example there... Roy Keane will probably still work now as long as as long as he had the backing of the manager it would work and same yeah, way if so yeah, if, yeah. if company if went back in time if he was doing exactly what he's done and he had the backing of the manager to do to especially if he's going the friendly route everyone likes to have a friend that will stick up for you and talk because not just on the pitch company what he like what everything he's done from he'd um, set up a charity in Manchester yep. to, to help the homeless people yeah, so he's done that. He um he's also he spoke to the PFA, mm-hmm. and he made it that all young players basically their salary, some of it gets deducted away, so then they can keep it basically for a rainy day, for them. So this is the influence that he's having. These type of things, no matter what they would era, not work back in the day. No, 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 no matter what era, they would not have done that though. Whatever era, yeah. if someone they needed somebody to come up with the idea, come no, on, one did, no one did. 
But bro, like again, with football being in the public eyes, like back in the day, like the pub, like they wouldn't have cared. The PM, like, oh, make sure some young players put some stuff away for rainy It may day. not, like, but even with that. it now, it yeah, have but even with it now, I get what you're saying. Even with it now, they, if he hadn't come up with it, maybe no one would have. That's the thing. No, no one would have. Just nobody came up with the idea. So anyway, I think we're, we're, saying, we're still both in self-agreement. It just got kicked out, like, because back in the day, it wasn't such a PR machine. It was like, because that, that's part of the PR. It looks good. Nah, but come like, on, you, you, you look at look at back in the day. You always see like Gascoigne is the one that is just broken. Alcoholic and all of that. Yeah, you needed the guidance, and this is this is the type of they would have if somebody would have been there to guide them and help him. That would have they would have loved that. Yeah, but back in the day, back in the day, the higher ups didn't care about that. They were just like, yo, let's get this money in. Nowadays, it's more of a PR, more of a business thing, and because of like social media and the way that like people are all in the business, it's something that looks good and it's something that does need to be done. Back in the day, they could easily be like, now nah, we don't we don't really want that, and there would have been no backlash. That's what I'm saying, like. Don't think that, like, they were like, oh, this is the first time. Like, nobody, like, they were like, oh, yeah, that's a genius idea. Let's do it. They're like, this will reflect well on us. Like, but, sorry, g- going, well, back go on, to, go going back to the topic, as it stands. Yeah. Where does he rank as a leader? He's in our top three for the whole Premier League. So that's not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. For me, he's number one or two between Roy Keane and um, company. You said the same. You was... Between Vieira and I said Vieira and Keane, but like he's 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 so, in and around so there. He's he in and around there. He would, yes, he would be third. He would okay, be third. That's close. Just be just a little quiz before we close this one is: Can you name the team he started his Man City debut? Yeah. Can you name a couple? Started of players? with so yeah. was Joe there? Nope. Jekyll. Nope. Robert Robino. Stephen nope. Ireland was there. Ireland was there. Oh, What's right. his name? Fucking cigar in the eye. Joey Barton. Ah. Nope. Michael Ball. I give you. I know one. I know one. The one that scored against Real. Michael Ball. Yeah. Michael Ball. Definitely. Who's the young kid? The the one that was supposed to be the next English great English hope. Michael Johnson. Yeah, Michael Johnson. He was in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. You know. Let's let's go on this. Right. So Joe Joe Hart in goal. What about Bellamy? Oh yeah, obviously Joe Hart. Yeah, Joe. Nope. So Joe Hart was in goal. Michael Ball on our left back. Left back. Tal Benaim, Mickey Richards, (laughs) and Carluca. That was the defence. Chomo Verde and Choluca. Yeah. In uh, midfield, Petrov, Johnson, and company with uh, Steven <laughs> Island on the right. You said company. Company was company. He played in midfield initially. Still, yeah. Then no. um, up front, Elano and Sturridge. Elano. Wow, Sturridge. Jesus. He's seen proper change at Man City. So, obviously, end of season comes, obviously, a lot of teams reflect and do a lot of chopping changes think they're bigger than they're not, <laughs> bigger than they are and whatnot. So Brighton, obviously, looked down the barrel for Chris Hutton ate up to the job, got rid, replaced him with Graham Porter from Swansea. Number one, do you think the sacking were justified? And number two, what's, Port, what's Potter going to bring? So the sacking, only time will tell if it was justified. I mean, we always talk about how managers or sorry how owners of teams sometimes they leave it too late they keep managers on too long they obviously didn't want to do that like they scraped by on the skin of their teeth Brighton only survived because Cardiff were worse than they were not because they did anything good what they got three points from their last 10 games so only time will tell if it's a good second I think it's probably prudent Um, the Potter thing from what I know of the owner of Brighton Tony Bloom the guy makes very, very calculated moves. He does not leave anything to chance. He's a big, like, he's, he, the, he has the title of, like, he's Britain's most successful gambler ever. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the crazy thing. The guy, is, the, guy, the guy is analytical and he's built a whole business of being analytical and knowing what moves to make. He's the one that bought Brighton as far as they have. So I think Pot, from the sounds of it, Pot is a good move. Added to that, um, Dan Ashworth, the technical director, mm, mm-hmm. he's the one that, was the main advocate, as the story reads, to bring in Potter. Potter. So yeah. If he's that analytical, this the owner, then it must be a good move. They yeah. see something. Uh, technically, if you've got a technical director, they want they see a vision, and yeah. they think he's the one that can implement it best. So. I mean, I know obviously uh, Potter started at. Well, I don't know if he started at, but before he was at Swansea, he was at the Swedish side, um, Ostersunds. Okay. Um, and he did he did bits there. To all intents and purposes, like uh, you know, he—I 
I can't remember if he got the promotion, but he got them to respectable finishes. And, you know, I don't know that league that well, so I don't know what they was doing. Um, the general consensus is he did very well with the Swansea squad that he has this season. I saw them play a couple of times. It was some good football, good mix of, uh, of experience and youth. You saw what they did. You saw what they did with Man City in the... Uh, was that EFL Cup, wasn't it? The Swansea game, where they went 2-0 up. Obviously, ended up losing that game, but that's Man City. Um, this is kind of a natural progression for him. I don't know if it's come too soon, but... Yeah, you know, for my first question about um, Chris Eaton... Yeah, go on. All right, there's two ways of looking at this. Brighton did spend around £100 million mm. in summer. The only thing is, though, £100 million ain't what it was 10 years ago. So hundred million now is ten ten million back then. So it's yeah. How many quality players can you buy for that? Yeah, but they got that money ball system. They they work on that money ball system, bro, and it works for them the season before. I mean, and it worked with them for a couple of. It worked with them when they got promotion. It worked with them when they came to the Premier League. That and then spending the day, frugally what but would buying have been, the right players. Obviously, this is assumptions here, but what would have been Brighton's main objective at the, at the beginning of the season? Survival. Better finish than the season before. Well, you think? I think it's been survival. If you look about, if you look at it as well, what they finished seventeenth. I think last season, if I'm correct, they finished fifteenth, and the two teams that were around them, that were above and below them, or the teams that were around them, were Watford, West Ham, and Huddersfield. Obviously, we know Huddersfield fell off, dropped. Watford moved on. West Ham moved on. Brighton have not. So, if you look at it like that, then. And like you say, they spent that money. I think it's West Ham and Watford. Yeah, as it stands, he he he's done what he can with the team. They think someone else can do it better. So yeah. So Juventus have announced that um, Allegri is to leave at the end of the season, and just kind of as you were saying with um, your Brighton with the money ball, um, Allegri and Juventus. They've basically been having a disagreement in terms of how they see the club going forward. Allegri kind of as a prag- prag- pragmatist mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, basically, if I get the job done, I get the job done. Yeah. And you can see that, well, obviously, it's the same style as kind of Mourinho, yeah. where then you get like football pundits, uh, football theorists, football scientists, the ones that say, obviously, everything, everything can be numbered, are all saying that the team especially with the talent that they have, should be playing a lot better, more exciting football, should be doing a lot better. Do you think that's justified, them getting rid of Allegri? Or? Um, I think it, it kind of is justified in the way that, obviously the man bought them trophies. I can't remember how many it was now. It was like 11 trophies in five years or something like it's that? It's not hard in, in Italy though, is it? They're, the only, they're the, the only team. But that's the thing. He didn't bring them that trophy. He did not bring them that Champions League. And he had plenty of tries and he came close. But I guess at what point do you say, like, you can't do this? Because, yeah, because Allegri came out and said that this is not him deciding to leave. This is not a mutual thing. This is Juventus told him, like, your time is done. I thought it was like a mutual thing. And apparently Allegri said, Allegri, said it wasn't, Allegri said it wasn't mutual. Or maybe I'm thinking of someone else. No, I think... What I read, he said they had a discussion. They pushed him out. They pushed him out. They probably did. They probably did. But if he's told them this is what I can do, whatever, like you just said. Like like and like you said, MK, and like you're saying flows. He's saying this is all I can do. When I do it, I do it. You're yeah, saying yeah. he hasn't He hasn't bought them what they want. Been, exactly. You've been win everything, more or less. So why are they keeping him there? How about think about what, like, look at PSG, got, bro. Look the main thing is they paid big money to get CR seven. They got CR seven. Yep. He's still gonna still win. Still couldn't do it. Yeah. So we and they don't have long with like, CR seven. They don't have long. One more season, so they need somebody. So what goes down, mate? Like, in terms of his arguments, mm. first of all, can football be, be reduced to numbers in terms of can it be looked at in a statistical way and say players should be doing X, Y, and Z? If they're not hitting those percentages, they're not good enough, and that. And in terms of substance versus style, is um, there a, like as long as it ends the trophies, does it matter? Well, now you're looking at kind of you're looking at fans versus the owners. The fans obviously would probably prefer style because that's the thing as well. Like the fans, the fans are used to Juventus winning, uh, used to winning Serie A. Like they're used to it, so now they can afford to be like, well, we want to watch exciting football. We're not, we're not struggling for trophies. We want to see exciting football. Whereas in terms of the owners, they probably would they would be more happy with the the numbers game. 
but the numbers aren't adding up for the Champions League. And like I say, he's delivering them. And they know, they know whoever they bring in next, more likely than not, they will continue winning Serie A and they'll, you know, Scudetto or whatever. But they want that Champions League. Um, and I don't think they care how they get it. If Obviously, if Allegri style brought them Champions League, he'd still be there. Whether it was pragmatic, whether it was boring or not. I don't know. I mean, I, I, disagree, I disagree with that. Because that, like... You think the owners... I don't, are, think, I don't think football is a statistical uh, model yeah. I don't think you can say that someone's going to be X, Y percentage on you can look at a standard deviation and all that it doesn't come down to that, football is not like that but the style versus substance I think that is a massive thing because I think style over substance all the time I do think like if you have a team that's playing exciting, for, like if you're, if you're winning the league win it in style even if you're not if you're not winning the league, if you do it in style and you come second, you, your fans will appreciate it. Look, look at Liverpool fans; they're appreciating the fact that even though they didn't win the league, they're second and they've done it. In, they've they've been I playing well. I think there's a difference with Liverpool. They haven't been anywhere in a long time. Yeah. Now they're getting some glory from you know challenging for the title and in Champions League twice in a row. Probably. Final. Do you think if Liverpool had won the amount of Premier League titles over the last five years that Juventus had won? that they would be talking about style over substance. They would be happy that they were winning those Premier League titles. And I disagree. everything can be brought down to science, as it is, brothers. Everything can be broken down into that. Like, you might have to go deep, deep into the levels. It's a case of, if you're looking at the statistics and you've got two wide men that are throwing in crosses and, you don't have, and your striker's not getting on the headers, if you go out and you find a striker that's getting 60, 70, 80% headers and winning, you know you put that guy in there then most likely then you're going to get the goals on the end of that. You have to go deep, deep but into the, the is, science. The, the statistics, look at your team, doesn't look at the opposition that you're playing against. Though. That's, no. that's the thing. So if you then put a Van Dijk there that has never been dribbled past, your statistics don't tell you that, oh, you're going to get past this guy. It doesn't tell you that, does it? No, no. That's, that's, where, that's why I'm saying no, statistics in football is not really the statistics game. There's anomalies. But again, the same way, you can still look at the opposition and you can still break down the statistics of the opposition. You can be like, all right, I've got two strikers. One who's great at heading the ball, one who's great at, at, at scoring goals in the box. Now, if we look at this opposition, we know this opposition are terrible in the air. So we play striker A. We know this opposition here are great in the air, but their defenders leave space. So then that, then we, we put striker B in there. It can always be broken down. It's not an exact science. Don't get me wrong. It's not an exact science, but it goes a, it goes a great way into, into defining how well you can do as a team. So obviously, two big games still to come, but there's no real news on the Champions League as of yet. So in the Europa League, see uh, Mkhitaryan looking like he's not going to be able to play in the final because obviously the beef political between reasons, yeah, political reasons, Armenian and Armenian. Um, where's Baku again? Uzbekistan, isn't it? Yeah. Uzbekistan. Like they, yeah, obviously, they've got issues there so it, this is the it, first time it's yeah. happened it's not the first this is like Wait, the third time he's when missed, in, he'll miss a game in the group stages or one he, of the games he can't he didn't go to he missed uh, I think it was a friendly for Arsenal it might have been, no no he missed a friendly for Borussia Dortmund and I think he missed a, like a game against Carabag or something I think, like that I think it was this, it was this yeah, season yeah 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 he missed a game season. against Carabag so um, which is a joke because football and politics are not meant to mix so you shouldn't in this sense, bro, they should just allow things are bigger than football, yeah, bro. This is just bigger than football, bro. Precaution, you can't muck around with that. There's people there in that crowd that will care about politics more than they care about football. Like, and yeah, it's not the way it should be, but some things are bigger than football. It's the crazy thing is that these people are all the same people. They just broke up because they're obviously issues, but they are the same <laughs> yeah. people. You probably go far back in <laughs> the same ancestors. We're not, but like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna solve world peace in in a day, and it is what it is, basically. That's all. That's that's the Just end give, of the Give me ten minutes, I'll solve it. <laughs> <laughs> ten minutes and a round of beers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all you need. Get, if I get Donald Trump and probably what is it, Boris Johnson next PM, I'll sort that shit out. Bro, that would be a terrible world. <laughs> that would be a terrible world. Them men look like they could be brothers anyway. <laughs> um, obviously, on the other side of that, uh, looking at Chelsea, Loftus Cheek uh, injury in that friendly game that they played. A uh, couple of days ago, that was just stupid, man. It's just why, and this is the thing about like, and I know what you're saying. It was to do with the like, it was another money spinning opportunity. 
And it, now, it, it was yeah, that's the thing. It was played as the retaliate. Well, Chelsea doing stuff in against anti-Semitism and the racist stuff that they've been going for. But it was a marketing opportunity, most yeah. first and foremost. And you've risked, and it, it hasn't paid off. It hasn't paid off. Now you've lost the guy, a guy that's had a good impact this season. That maybe could have come off the bench if he's not starting the game to to win a game, and you've lost. But that clearly, year. but it clearly shows that the Chelsea board the clearly difference. didn't have no confidence in Sarri what at all. They didn't <laughs> think he was getting to the final, did they? But no, but bro, that's the like like when was this game? When when did they when did they organize this game? When was this game? Organized? This was done like, and you know what? Early half of the season, cancel that shit. I don't give a fuck. Cancel that shit. Rearrange it for afterwards. Like, it's a dumb move. It's a dumb move. Imagine if that was Hazard that they'd lost. Like, you can't be... And the thing is, as well, like, say, early half of the season, like, yeah, so have some confidence in your own... Like, you need to leave an insurance buffer. Always leave an insurance buffer. But the thing is, does the Europa League actually mean much to Chelsea, though? It's a trophy, yes. And Sarri has never won a trophy, so he'd won it. But does it really mean much? Because they've got the Champions League place already. Does it mean anything? It does. In terms of, like, in terms of revenue, in terms of marketing, in terms of watchability, it's more money. The further you get in the Europa League, it's more money. And it's all about the bottom line for these guys. So, shot themselves in the foot. They did, because I don't, I don't understand why. It may be something to do with whatever contract they had, because they played the full squad, so... Yeah, but that, and again, that's one of those... No, but again, you, you're seeing You'd expect them to play, like, you know... Yeah. Some low key players, and maybe Loftus Cheeks, maybe they assumed he'd be one of them, but at the same time, look at was everyone it, played. Was it for Barcelona? Was it for Argentina where the, the other club was complaining because um, they didn't play they, enough top guys? They didn't play enough Messi. Yeah. And like, I think there was there was an agreement that Messi would play and that That's Messi would play a certain amount of minutes. That's what I'm saying. So, it's definitely something to do with the yeah. contract or agreement they had with the team. Sarri's not playing a full squad because he wants to win against New England Revolution. He's playing a full squad because there are contractual, mm-hmm. contractual obligations that need to be met and that's stupid which goes back to the original question they had no faith in Sarri (laughs) they clearly thought by this time they were going to sack him they would be out there they wouldn't even be in Champions League they wouldn't be in the Europa League final they just started yeah you say that though but if this game was if this game was arranged early on in the season he had the blinding start at the early half of the season bro this is this was purely a money decision this was purely a money and exposure decision like with no thought to what happens at the end of the season because they started off that well if they'd organised this game like two months ago or three months ago, maybe I could believe it. But the first half of the season, they were killing it. There was no reason to believe they wouldn't get Champions League or go far in Europa. Uh, you guys hear um, Zidane's explanation as to why Gar- why he didn't play Gareth Bale Did in the final game? Like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you hear? No. The st- are you talking about the substitution thing? Why he didn't come on at all? Yeah. Why he didn't come on? Yeah, yeah. Because basically, mean, yeah, Real Madrid lost their final game two 0 Yeah, two 0 two 0 and. He, could have, he was on the bench. He could have been brought on. I'll talk about that. Yeah, go on. Oh, you yeah, think yeah. it's a fix? No, no, no. I don't no. think it's a fix. I don't think it's a fix. But go on, carry on. Yeah. Wait, you asked what we were just. Do you know what I said? It sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I know why, why you said it, it sounds familiar because it sounds like United. Like, yeah. <laughs> to, but no, bro. Go on. No, no, let's go, go, go back to that. As the time's quoted as saying, it is true. I did not. Then obviously, in quotations, that give Gareth Bale a chance to say goodbye. So basically, forcing them out. But I have to look at the day-to-day and make decisions. And when there is something I, I do not like or does not fit me, I must do what I think best. Kicked him out, man. Bro, but did you hear the other thing you what said? Was that one? It was like, even if I had more substitutions, I wouldn't have brought Gareth Bale on the pitch. It's like, even if they'd given me a fourth substitution, I would not have brought Gareth Bale on the pitch. It and sounds like, like that's that's rude, been, it's bro. gone on from before. How many years ago he's told you, I don't need you. You're still there. I still don't need you. But apparently, the fuck up. you know that apparently the reason he left in originally was because he wanted to get rid of Gareth Bale and keep Ronaldo and Madrid didn't back him in that. And that was the reason why he left because he did not want Gareth Bale in the team. You know, he still wanted Ronaldo like kicking about. But apparently, I can't remember if this was actually true. No, but, but I can uh, actually Apparently Gareth Bale was like, yo... Like, they got to keep paying me whatever happens. So either they get rid of me or they keep paying me and I'll go play golf. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you bring out the golfing, you know? No, 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 no. But apparently that's what he said. Apparently that's what Gareth Bale said. That's what said as well, isn't it? <laughs> you could see the whole um, thingy, though. The transfer speculation on um, Bale, possibly in terms of who can pay his money, going to PSG and then Neymar mm-hmm. coming to Real Madrid. 
Because that's been on the cards for a while. That probably so is the angle that like they're probably going to try and move to. I think PSG are done with Neymar. I think they are done with him. And Mbappe is the one producing the goods, really. So. Yeah, he just, yeah, he just, he just what Mbappe it. said. What did he say? When, at that player of the year, you see that the yeah, thing he, he said he about like, giving the... I want to continue giving achievements, whether it's with PSG or at another, whether it's as captain of PSG or at another team, we'll see, like, or oh, something like that. Everyone's kind of thinking Real Madrid, though. Yeah, yeah. Road to Madrid, looking good. Zizou, <laughs> Zizou factor. But the only thing is that, no, but with this, how can Real Madrid seriously cannot bankroll all these speculations that they're after? Yeah, they can. No, they can't, bro. Mbappe alone will drain Mbappe Hazard, Pogba, Mbappe. Mbappe. No. These are all the people. Yeah, but they've already bought that Jovic or whatever from Oh No, but they haven't bought Jovic yet. Everyone was like, they've signed Jovic. Was it? Frankfurt came out and was like, nah, bro, we ain't even negotiating like that. We're not even negotiating like that. Like, it seems likely that it will happen, but it's not happening yet. How much are they looking to spend this year? Bro, they will spend. You know what? Two fifty mil minimum. Sorry, so two fifty one. Bro, no, 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 no. Listen, two people with that. Bro, (laughs) bro, you need to put you need to put Real Madrid season in context, right? We talk about United and how shit United season was, yeah. Real Madrid finished their season in what everybody agrees is an easier league. What they were six, they finished with six more points than United did. Only no, I think about that. Only five more goals than United did. They went out Champions League, same as United. They went out to Ajax. United went to Barcelona. If United had a shit season, Real Madrid have got to have had a shitter season, bro. So if everyone's talking about United in turmoil, Real Madrid need to spend that money as well. Like no, every, no, no. Every, like but this it's comparable. Thing. They but had every, a comparable season to no, United. But my bro. point is, if they're linked to all of these guys, Pogba, Hazard. Oh yeah, of course. Just, more than just, just them two alone. That is touching. Four hundred mil, probably. Nah, Hazard, Hazard, obviously, year left on his contract. They can afford to. They're still gonna milk him. They're still gonna. They'll milk him, him as much that's as they at can. Least eighty. That's yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's at least eighty. And then Pogba, Pogba is one sixty. One sixty. One sixty, bro. One sixty. He's still got. That's, two. What, no, no, that's what they value him as at United. They said one fifty six. So that's close enough. Yeah, maybe. So this is the thing. These are the money for a player that doesn't want to be there. Was that? Continue as well, 130. Wait, they're not buying continue. No, Barcelona, when they bought no, continue. Oh, wait, yeah, we're continuing. Yeah, like 130. So Pogba is definitely more. World Cup winner and all that. Yeah. Being a better team, you definitely be making... Now, listen, the thing, Real Madrid, as much as they want to spend all this money, I don't think it's actually feasible. You don't think it's feasible, but like you, said, like you said, Brighton spent 100 million. That's chump change nowadays. If 100 million is chump change, what is, what is 400 million spend, to Real Madrid, Nobody's bro. spending... Like six hundred million plus as their to buy all these players. That's six hundred easy. Bro, you're not spending that money. I'm sorry. Do do Real Madrid have a have a history of being fiscally responsible? <laughs> They're not <laughs> spending so that money though. No, but the two of those, two of those guys. I mean, and Mbappe, like you say, you're like spending, spending more in. than the GDP of Spain. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Bro, because that royal family got that money sitting there. No, but like. I like like Ben says, Jovic is, is is probably a thing. It's probably happening. No matter where it's at now, it's probably happening. So let's we pull we push Mbappe out of that. Um, you know, Hazard, yeah, probably they spend eighty. Like yeah, so what? Hazard and Pogba, we're talking like what two fifty for the two of them together, and that's adding a little bit in as a buffer. They'll spend that. There's the case of as well. Is it swap deals? You know, the ideas are is is Pogba a swap deal for somebody? You know that's going to alleviate some of the cost there. Um, obviously, they need to, they they need to they probably need a couple more players. I don't know what they're doing outside of like it's not just two players that they need, but I think they're not going to be hesitant to splash the cash. I just don't think it's going to work as they think it's going to work. I don't think the power of money. I don't think it's there as much as before. Where, where bro, but they got Zizou they got the guy that won three Champions League back to back that's going to be an attraction uh, for players Z, bro. Zizou can turn players heads and yeah. that's so no doubt Pogba's interested and he's like you know I want to go play for him no doubt Mbappe probably the same no doubt like whoever they link with will want to play with Zidane yeah. no doubt about it can Real Madrid get the money for it though that's, that's the question and I don't think it's possible I don't also, think this is not the early Galacticos team where you spend what 
less than 100 million and you buy <laughs> shit loads of players. Yeah, but bro... Listen, but, not that t- listen, not that time, man. This is a different time Yeah, but now. as the prices have grown, Real Madrid's money has grown as well. The 100 million that they spent 10, 15 years ago is comparable to a 300 million now. And also, you've got the likes of... All right, again, talking about the Pogba thing, transfer request. If, if guys are having in transfer requests wanting to go to Real Madrid... That gives Real Madrid a bargaining chip. Doesn't force down the fee though. I'm a, if you can't do, bro. If you're keeping a guy, you're keeping a guy that doesn't want to play for your team. If you're a club, whoever, that guy's making money in sponsorship and like using him as posters, po- he's the poster boy and all of that. Why are you going to sell him? Especially even he's got for another for what, for another got, season, a, it, a season where he's not going to want to play. They saw years. what happened when Mourinho was there. They don't want to repeat. He's got two years on the contract. No need. Two year will become one year quite quickly, bruv. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, looking at looking nationally now, um, looking at players whose, whose prices are going up. James Madison, I know obviously I wasn't here last week, you man talked about England last week, but Gareth Southgate came out today talking about why he didn't add James Madison into the England squad. And basically, he was saying that he wanted some of the under twenty one players. He didn't want to take players away from the under twenty ones because they got that they got a European Championship this this year, right? So he named Foden, Madison, Wambasaka, and a couple of other names. And he was basically saying like, those guys are good. They're good enough to make my squad, but he wants them to play that competition together, and he wants them to get a little more chance to play because obviously. That's Madison's not starting. Yeah, yeah he, Madison's not starting. That. He's not starting for them. For, I will actually. I'll give Southgate plaudits for that. Yeah, that's, actually, that's actually smart. Any other manager would pillage yeah, the other twenty-one that's, team. That's, I can smart. I can rate him for that. But I rate myself also because I did mention Redmond, and it was between Redmond and Madison. Do you remember that conversation? I was yeah, like, so yeah, and we yeah, laughed. I was like, fair enough. Yeah, Madison yeah, has more, yeah. but Redmond has actually been doing bit. So you're you only say Redmond because. I made you put him in your fantasy football team. Look, this is not FPL. This is just <laughs> realistically, Redmond has been playing. He's still played in number ten role, fake mm. false nine or whatever. Oh, did, Southampton. So did you hear about what um, Safki actually said? Hold on, is this his first cap, Redmond, or has he been capped? No, no, he's, he's, no, no, he's, 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 he's played before. It's just been a long before, time yeah. since he played. Since the last time. But um, yeah. no, Safki said that the reason why he picked him now is because obviously since uh, Hudson Hood has been in charge, Southampton, yeah. The way they play is more like how England play. So, mm-hmm. basically, he fits right into the system. So, it's easy to pick him. And also, he's got that wing-back thing going, which Gareth Southgate's loving. And also, you know, he can play as a defender or a winger. Like, it makes sense. He should have been there from time. If I'm honest, I think he's there to maybe pip Deli Ali a bit. Because Deli Ali has been very poor. They're not going to play Redmond in the middle, though. They might do. But that's the thing. Redmond... What's the English formation? It's a 3-4-3, three, 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 Yeah, 3-4-3. Three, three. Yeah, I was going to say 3 more or less. Two, more he can, three, he, three. Redmond can move around in quite a few different positions. So. He's versatile. And that's another thing that's good. He's versatile. Like, it's looking, but, looking for, obviously, England going to this Nation League. From, that, from the World Cup team. Yeah. As much as, obviously... Well, before, obviously, he reborn again. And Sterling was getting all the criticism. Delhi Ali was actually the one that was actually... Quite poor in the. I know he's injured, but he's quite poor in the World Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It wasn't. As, so yeah, if yeah. if the same pattern continues, Redmond does actually walk into that position. That's what I would put. But as it stands, well, obviously, the position. Yeah, yeah. But as it stands, he's put him in the defenders yeah. section. So maybe yeah, he's he just, just for defense. I don't know. Even as a defender, even as a defender, I could, see him, I could see him starting like. But that's the thing. If you look at that team, the the, the like wing backs are fine. It's the the centre-backs but... that look shit. Fucking Maguire, Keane. Who else? Joey Gomez. Is he playing there? Or Joe Gomez or Joey Gomez. And John Stones. That defence looks poor. Gomez has just come back from injury as well. Yeah, yeah Gomez. But Gomez right plays centre-back and he plays right-back. Well, wait, so wait. Who, so plays, on left? There, who plays on that left for England? Ben Chilwell or... What's his name? Um, Chilwell or Trippier? No, Trippier. Rose. Rose. Yeah. I'd take Redmond over either one of those in defence. Or Trippier. Trippier is good. No, wait, you say, no, you said he plays on the left, which is Rose or Chilwell's position. Who, Redmond? I don't yeah, know where he plays. I've never really Redmond seen plays, him play. Redmond's on the left. Redmond's on the, when he plays defensively, he plays left side. I've never seen him play defensively, so fair enough. Yeah, when he I plays, if he plays, as he plays, if he plays wing back, like, no, like, obviously he started out as a defender, like, he moved forward, but he started out as, he started out as a, no, 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 no,
Nah, that's wait, what was it? That's, I swear, that's wasn't, 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 the middle who's got the yeah, but he didn't. He didn't have to. Like I say, he didn't have to bring him in as a defender. All he needs to do is make up those numbers. If he wants to make a squad full of forwards, yeah, but he can even if that, it's, it's that whole conversation though of oh, why did you bring Redmond instead of Madison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But actually, but no. I'm not sure if it was a Redmond though. thing. Was it Redmond? Because the, no, it was when Redmond. I read it, the story is more why did you bring Lingard and not Madison? Yeah, no. Because remember when who was it that got called up? Somebody pulled out that was a defender, and Redmond didn't get called up. One like a a wing uh, a fullback got uh, a fullback got injured and came out and then they didn't bring Redmond in. That was the conversation we had. But, I think he just brought him in for fun sake because he's got Fabian <laughs> Delph in there. Delph plays left back for City. That's more of a you know <laughs> yeah, a defender. Yeah. Than but Delph is in the midfield yeah, section. I mean. <laughs> he just swap those positions around. Swap them two yeah. guys around, bro. That actually answer your your question though. Lingard's in as uh, entertainment. <laughs> What, Roy Keane's statement, yeah? Is that statement true? No, yeah, it was fake. fake. It was man. fake, bro. No, but wait. So have you men seen that thing that's been rolling around like about Joshua King versus Lingard? What? About yeah, how for yeah, the yeah, last four that. seasons, yeah. the oh, last yeah, four yeah, seasons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joshua King has outscored Lingard and Ter- Terence Trent Arnold. Or, Terence Trent Arnold. Terence Trent Derby. No, that's what I was thinking <laughs> of. Alexander Arnold has got more assists than uh, Lingard has in his whole career. Yeah. Oh, no. The Joshua King things with Rashford, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. King versus Rashford. Sorry, no, yeah, forget it. That's not even that's not even a point because we're not. Well, they're playing together at the same time, though. <laughs> Who King? Rash- and... King was a bit older. King's twenty-seven, bro. This is yeah. what I'm saying. King is older, bro. Them. At twenty-one years old. Joshua no, King was playing no. for wait. Who was he playing for? Man United. No, 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 no. But at twenty-one, he was playing in the champion. Wasn't he playing at Blackburn or something? At twenty-one, who was he playing for? Twenty-one is playing for Blackburn. Man was playing two games a season for Blackburn at twenty-one. Rashford's playing main striker for United 21. It's not comparable. That's not, no, it's not comparable. No, that's, not the compa- that's not the comparison they're doing, though. Yeah, the but they should be. You can't be comparing a guy in his prime. No, the main comparison... The main actually only comparison here is they're both United Academy products. That is it. Yeah, that's what I read. That's the only thing. Just yeah, no, the, mean, the thing United that I read was, for the past four seasons, the thing that I read, word for word, is for the past four seasons, Joshua's King, Joshua yes. King has outscored Marcus Rashford. Because then... But so, so take look, ages in. But no, but Rashford has played. Rashford has obviously played the last four seasons, so they're looking only at that. Not period. as a striker, but only they can only look at the period that Rashford has played in. So then they're now looking at all right. One's at Man United, which is meant to be a great team. One's at Bournemouth, look, who's meant to be fucking mid table. Big fish, small pumpkin. Okay, okay. Bro, let's so. just let's just disregard that that whole thing because in the end, yeah. who gives a shit? Well, Josh will get Rashford do. <laughs> no standpoint to anyone's views on anything. That's the end of the episode. So. Yeah, myself, MK. Flows. BNF, you know, obviously the Twitter's not there. What's, what's your handle? Because you're the one dealing with that. MK underscore BNA podcast. Yeah. Twitter. We're going to put our t-shirts in it. Free BNA. <laughs> Laters, man. With a meat meal of Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>